right, so what I want to do is I want to get into my next area of competitiveness. And like I said, it's, um, basically it's just school years. I gave you, you know, sort of an extended work, you know, uh, and that was me getting comfortable getting into it. But next I want to give you, you know, a little bit of the school years and how you sort of compete or how it was with me competing. You know, even in the school in your school years, you 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 sort of competed a little bit. And I give you a few examples. Um, as far as I re can recall and remember, I can re only remember glances of my school years, and that's K through 12. And um, and from remembering in my earlier years, when uh, because I sort of once I met females. I sort of sloped off a little bit and then sort of picked back up and then, you know, uh, not necessarily, I, yeah, I did, I, I fully recovered, fully recovered, got back, got back on track and then, you know, got into my high school years, I mean, well, junior high, high school years and sort of got into my rebellious years. But in the beginning, I, I can remember, you know, just, uh, my father was the type that he held me to a certain standard and that was academically and behavior. So I found myself competing and in my early years, you know, even I came from glances of kindergarten, you know, and I don't know how they do it now, but you know, you had to ask this for your satisfaction and all that and, and needs improvement. And I can remember he held me to the standard of getting all S's, you know what I'm saying? And especially with behavior and respect. But um, even uh, academically, I remember in the first and second grade years that I stayed with the certificates, awards, achievements, and all of that. Uh, even at the end of second grade, I remember I wasn't, because due to, in a lot of this, my school years, due to me having a, uh, a medical issue when I was younger, I, I was sent to well I had to go back and forth to the doctor every I must say every um twice a year, sometimes even more. And and due to that I would have to I would need days to where I would have to stay home. But uh along with behaving academically, uh attendance was a big thing too. And uh, I think one year I had perfect attendance. My little sister killed it with perfect attendance. But I one year I had perfect attendance and if it wasn't for a few of the slip ups there you know, I would have, uh, well, not necessarily slip-ups, but going through the medical stuff, I would have perfect attendance too. So I was very, very, in my school years, very competitive, but um, I remember getting awards. Now, third grade was the year that I sort of did my little slope. I met females. Uh, before then, I was he-man, woman, the club to the fullest, and, they, and I was more of a loner, kept to myself. But, you know, I wasn't thinking about females. Third grade, Female came along, still remember her name. Females came along, and, and I began to like, but then there was this one female, you know, that I, I had interest in, and that thing lasted all the way until towards the end of fifth grade year. And even then, I remember staying in that competitive mind frame um, as far as academics goes. But all the way down to my fifth grade year, uh, to where I sort of picked back up. And I remember not being able, you know, and I was in that class to where, you know, uh, the, uh, we call it AG, academic, uh, academically gifted at the time. I don't know what it's called now, but um, I was in that class and I remember being, and we was top of the school, fifth grade, top of the school, and I remember those ahead of me. And I, it was like five, and I said, well, five of us. And I, I remember the people that was ahead of me, it could have been six of us, but, I still remember, that's how competitive I was academically. I still remember their names and who they were. And I remember um, that was the first time I had uh, sort of the sympathy. I think more nowadays than it was back then that uh, it, it was more, it's more sympathetic nowadays. Back then it, it wasn't. It was rare that, you know, if you didn't, if you didn't qualify, if you didn't make it, you just didn't make it. You know, cause I remember, um, like I said, that was the first time I felt the sympathy. Um, we had we were supposed to go to do like a piece of party and go out to eat for those who uh, scored high levels at the the end of the grade thing. 
and I remember because I had declined and sort of picked myself back up. I did. I picked myself back up in just about everything, but two subjects, and that was reading and writing. And I fought hard um, to get myself back, but I missed a lot, you know, because third grade and fourth grade, those are two of, two of the, the learning uh, years that you need, and they was more so the blur years for me because I, I spent a lot of those years, you know, with the idea of female. So, um, I, but I was trying to pick myself, uh, getting myself picked back up, and I had I was on a, the level that I needed to be as far as everything else. But reading and writing, and the two of my favorite subjects now. But I know I struggled a lot in those, and I, and one I, I think I did good enough, and the other one I think um, I barely made. I barely, and I remember getting the sympathy from my peers. I mean, they of course they was competitive too so they really didn't okay he didn't beat me but i feel like he should be welcome because he's one of us he's he's the top like one he's not like everybody else he's a top like one of us but he's the bottom of us so you know let him come too and uh even then the teachers that was like you know you almost had and i and that was the to me even though i went and i participated in and all of that i i, I knew uh, what the sympathy was and even I was even harder on myself because I knew that I didn't belong there you know it's one thing to to make you feel like you belong there but it's another thing of actually belonging there and that was my competitive nature even down to academically you know as a child how I was and even in my school years uh who I remember field day I don't know if y'all, where y'all let, if y'all had, but in the South, we got this thing called Field Day. And if and I don't know if many of y'all remember your Field Day years, but I remember my Field Day years. Who I remember Field Day. Field Day was the day that we got, and it was almost like the Olympics for school or, you know, big um, track meet or something like that for school. You know, you get you get all together. You do these little odd and in races or whatever. But I remember I ran a lot of the relay races, the sack races, three-legged races, shuttle races. I mean, long jump, high jump. And a lot of times I would kill. You know, all throughout my, you know, um, K-5 years, I would kill field, uh, uh, field day. I was, you know... I was one of them field day that I, if the blue ribbon was first place, it was blue. I kept blue ribbons. There was red. It was the class ribbons that I would second place, third that I would get other ribbons. But all my events, I I like. I was so competitive. I was that one that I tried to maintain first. I did, and uh, a lot of the, a lot of the um, the races I ran the um, dashes. I ran the. I couldn't get the word right. But uh, I ran a lot of the dash races. And the, like I said, as I was a method, being my madness or something that goes along with competitiveness or competing. But I remember the first time that, um, again, in uh, not only academically, but, you know, in sports, uh, I, got, I felt sympathy or the sympathy type, type thing. Yeah, I felt like the, 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 I had the sympathy feel. You know, and even in this, it wasn't really sympathy because, you know, they won. I ain't here for none of my competition. You know, they won. You know, I it just, I felt the people around me. And um, I, at that point, uh, even as a child, I can remember I wasn't looking for nobody's sympathy. But I remember I was in all the dashes. And I, at this one, uh, fifth grade year, fifth grade year, um, I remember because all the way up until the end, I, I was killing I was top of the school. I, I mean, I won every dash, uh, three-legged race. I had it even, even um, I think, fifth grade year, that year, with the, whatever um, side race I done, I may have won every race. But it, it sort of, this one got to me because it was the year that a few of the other kids from around, I mean, when you race, as a child, you race in the neighborhood, so you know who's the top, who's the who's who in other school. So I knew the other the other kids around me, and a couple of them had come over to my school, and you know, I I knew it was that time. I knew I was gonna have to race a couple of them, and you know, I felt that for a long time. I I had held that um, that status of 
can't can nobody be drunk. You know, even amongst my cousins, family members, and all that. But I, re I remember the one time that I, I ate that humble pie. So I'm outside, and like I said, I was, in my younger years, I'm a loner. So I'm outside the day before uh, field day, and I'm playing, and you know I forget in my head I'm I'm playing something because we had to go outside and we had to use our imagination. So I'm outside, and I'm I'm playing something or another in my head, and as I'm running around, and it's almost time to come in, and um, I'm out there, and like I said, I'm I'm country boy, not necessarily country because I am from I am, I did grow up in the streets and around the streets, but. I also got a country background. My daddy, um, we lived sort of alone in the country, off to ourselves. So we had the chickens outside. He had the um, the, the, the um, gardens, and you know it was. So I grew up in that type. So I'm by barefoot. I'm outside barefoot, running around playing. I ain't thinking about stumping my toe. You know what I'm saying? But I'm in the grass, and I don't know what the little white things called, the little white flowers that be that come up out the grass. But the bees was out there pollinating. Well, pollinating. Bees was out there pollinating during this time, and I remember seeing them. But I, I'm not thinking again. I'm country. I'm not thinking about them. So I'm running around, and I take and step on one. And these was these is the big bumblebees. I mean the big black jokes. So I stepped on one of the bumblebees and it put its stinger. And it just didn't sting me. It indebted the stinger in me. It put the stinger in me. Pause. But yeah. You know, in my foot and I'm like, it broke my spirit. It did. It it broke me because him I'm like, this is my race tomorrow. And I'm more upset, you know, and that's the competitiveness in you. Even as a child, I'm more upset at the fact that I'm not gonna be able to be 100% the race. I knew what time it was. I knew I needed to be 100% to be able to, you know, because these guys are bigger tall. I wouldn't, to give you a picture of me, I've always been a, a buck and something all my life. I've always been small, slender, you know what I'm saying? These guys was the, the athlete size guys, and I knew this was my time to show that I was not, and I, and I did it over the years, but it was more so more, I was about to race more of them. And um, I remember the qualifying race too. I got I got to go back a little bit. I remember the qualifying race too. Uh, my boy, uh, I remember his name. I, like I said, I don't do names, but I remember my boy. And we qualifying as we race. I'm you know, I'm I'm beating everybody qualifying. My boy had came back. He didn't get to qualify, so we had to run the one on one qualifying race. So me and him get the, you know, and I heard, you know, white guy, and I heard he was just as good as me when it comes to running. I'm not new for myself. I'm like, I'm about to, in this humble pile, let's go together. So I say, I'm about to give you. So we get, take our March skate, go, they give us the go, boom, we race twice. And we, the first time, you know, I blow him. Second time, you know, and then that was like, if if he win, if he wins second time, we'll go again. Second time, I was like, I'm gonna get him again. So, Mars said, go take off, and the second time, he with me every step of the way, up until you know that that at the end when you knew you got you gotta break him off or you gotta put it in the overdrive and give him that boost. So, at the almost a few meters away from the finish, I put that head back to the back and I I burn him. But I, I seen it once I, cause I, I was tired. I was always the type that as I'm, I'm leaving you, I would look over, and then I would take off. So I, as I'm looking over to get ready to take off, you know, I mean faces. He's just red as fire, you know, and you see the defeat in his face, and I'm like, oh man, you know. So I, on the other hand, I got had to go back. I, on the other hand, felt the sympathy, you know. I knew how it felt, you know. He was good race, and he was. He, and we was good even then we had good sportsmanship because I think it was different the difference in the standards and the parenting and back then but you know it was like good race that's how I know we're gonna win and you know we we went our way but you know I I had sympathy for him because I knew how much he wanted to win that race that day you know what I'm saying so here it is it's, it's my turn and he was, he was my run-up he was very he was very good and very competitive dude you know what I'm saying but it's my turn to race, and I'm like, oh man, I got, and I'm, I'm, I'm hurt because I'm like, I got this beast thing. My mom and dad, they did everything they possibly could, tweezers, all. They, they at the, end, it was so far in, you know, it, it stunned me so good that 
you know, uh, they tried even the fat back remedy to when the home remedies put the fat back on there and wrap it up tonight and it'll like slide as well. It's there, I, I knew because I ran the race with a small piece of fat back tied to my foot. But yeah, I mean, I am on socks on, small feet, piece of fat back tied to my foot. And I remember um, the year, uh, I think it was uh, either this year or last year, Cam was to add his little podcast, video podcast, and he was talking about, you know, to where he hurt his ankle and he took and he stepped and he said every step of the way he felt, you know, there was something wrong. Well, day it's day of the race and we're getting ready and I see the guys and I've, a few of the other races I had already done, you know, long jump, high jump, I still held those races. I've worn those already. And uh, I think a few of the class, uh, we may have won or lost tug of war but uh, a few of the class races, I think. So here it is. We at the end. It's just time for the dashes. They call the first dash. They runs and it's over. And uh, I think my runner up ran the fir uh, first dash, and he was supposed to run my dash if I wasn't able. But the the competitive nature in me was not about to let nobody but myself. I remember Dante Wilder and uh, Leon King Leonidas movie, by the way. But Dante Wilder, he was saying, going down on your shield. That, at that time, at that moment, I had made up in my mind, that's where it was about to go down. I was about to go down on my shield, so when they got ready. But I knew that I had a chance to win the race. It was just I knew that I couldn't with the way that I felt. But I was going to give it my all. So I got ready, and and I'm beginning to prepare myself to race. And you hear the Mars is set, and they blow the whistle, and we all take off. And just like me and him, I'm neck and neck. But the first couple of steps was so painful. And you flinch up. And the, due to those flinches, those, you know, those slight moments, the guys, they, they didn't pull from me, but they got ahead of me. And when you when you're in the race and you mean I like I done track and I and I'm I, I love the race. So if you get that shoulder length ahead, you know there's nothing if they fast enough, there's nothing you can do once they pull the shoulder. So once we all together and I flinched and I felt myself falling shoulder a shoulder length behind, I just knew and it, at the end of the race either you're gonna pull try to pull it out and push forward. Or you're going to drop them shoulders and know what time it is and, you know, finish the race. And the, how, the clo as close as the race was, once I figured that I didn't, I, I couldn't, the, the steps hurt too much, I just let my shoulders go. But it was so close that, like, you couldn't tell that I didn't place. That's how that's how tight we was. But I, did, I didn't place in that race. I and that was one of the times I had to eat that humble pie, and I wasn't on top. Now, I did go back, and I raced a lot of people that I knew that was in A couple of them I didn't, I, I wasn't able to get, but I, I was able to get a lot of them in um, street races and racing with the, because we all, again, we all knew each other, and racing in school again. Yeah, I, yeah, they can, but it was one that, uh, one or two of them that I didn't get the race. It was two, I remember sort of removed their names. I didn't get the race again that I wanted to prove myself against them. They was in different classes of the, you know, other kids. And we we never, I don't think we never uh, got the race again after that. But I knew uh, I was competitive then. I knew I was going to run that race. I had to uh, take that humble pie. I had to give it and take it. Uh, and I remember both cases, you know, and my hope is that it is i don't know what they do nowadays but my hope is that is it it is it's still it is still as competitive as it is back then as it was back then now um i don't know it don't seem like it you know what i'm saying because we grew up with that fire from academics even down the field day i can even take you a little further like i said kate it was, it was sort of my early years but a little further now junior high was a, a blur i remember in junior high i remember as far as academics goes i i stayed within the a b level i never dropped on the a b and you had so much more and it didn't matter of being at first it did 
and uh, I think I don't I, I want to say it was sixth grade I didn't but eighth grade I was able to climb back to the top because I remember the one thing I do remember was being best all around and best all around in eighth grade basically or at any time is basically was back then was basically and even your elective class every class that you took you not only academically you topped out behavior topped out ten all of the things that I mentioned earlier. I topped out in amongst the top and uh, was uh, just about better. So that was one of the things that I was proud of in my eighth grade years. But junior high, I don't, I don't too much remember. And I, um, I wasn't too much into nothing in junior high. High school, I was into stuff. I hated high school. I hated both. I was these was my rebel years. Uh, again, I, um, if you heard me say, I grew up in. I was born in the 80s, grew up in the 90s, and it, the rebel was a thing back then. If you watched anything from the uh, attitude era, sport era back then, the the go against the grain was the thing back then. Um, I mean, you heard me mention attitude era, that was wrestling, sports, like I said, you know, there was a, even in rapping, a lot of time it was the rebel area. Um, think of the ATL or the South, um, hearing Andre Fitz. 3000 and uh big boy saying outcast saying the south got something to say it was it was the time to prove the time to show you know so in high school that was my thing i was there was times that a lot of guys that would try to get me to play every sport there was from running track to wrestling to football to but my thing was i wanted to go against the grain i wanted to be a real and to me i could have been anything now there was another thing that stopped me another a thing another thing that hindered me in the back of my head in the back of my mind a lot of times i was always told by every health person i had that i just couldn't do it with your health problem and all of this time i've competed outside of school but inside of school i was told that i couldn't due to all my health problems now i didn't try to get a second opinion my, my family wasn't second opinion type people you know, they didn't know how to go about searching second pins or getting me in, you know, once we were shut down the first time and from through it and being that a lot of my high school years was not good years for me. I rebelled against everything and not, not saying that I wasn't good enough because I remember a time uh, that I'll never forget. And it was playing in the, I was in, I think, uh, gym class. And we was playing this game, and we we balling. And I remember me and my boy, we had this little competition. Now I was I was again I was just as good, if not best, out of all my classes. So I I know I easily could have hung with the ball. Like I could have easily made JV of anything. You know what I'm saying? And been on the play went on to play varsity, if not played varsity. Of anything, but I remember in gym class, I was one of the best in gym class. And me and my boy, he, I think he had tried out for JV. He just, um, he had behavior. He, his thing was behavior. But we, we was balling against each other, and, we, and whoever won would make it to the championship. And I remember, like I said, if I was a, a method behind the madness or something has to do with what I'm speaking of, but um, yeah, my boy. <coughs> uh, we was in gym and you know we had this competitive thing going to where we playing basketball, and um, we it's sort of like a, a finals bracket. So uh, we beat the first team, but I had struggled so much, and he on the opposite end. I'm I had uh, of me, not on the opposite end of the whole finals, but the opposite. He I would be playing him in the next round. So I had struggled so much the first round, and it was just me. It was me and the white girl, white guy. And he had like a pretty decent team that I was gonna go up against next. So I, was, I told him I was like I didn't want to put my energy in, so we're just gonna take this game and throw the next game. Um, yes, uh, yeah, I was that type of competitive too. That was my soak right there. That was, so I, I that's why I can relate to those when, when people was like Cam is a soak. I can relate. You know, when you putting everything on your back, you know sometimes you just you do feel like giving up, but once you get over that hurdle once, and I got over that hurdle in high school, and these in early years, I think ninth grade year. But, uh, but yeah, once I got over there, and it was in a gym class of all things. Once I got over that hurdle once, I didn't need to jump that hurdle again. Uh, but, yeah, so 
I just told him we're gonna throw it. So even with me slacking on my slack days, I was giving, I was punishing. When I say I was punishing my dude balling, you know, and I, I don't do names, but I was punishing my dude balling, slacking, and I and I, it was so good that. Once I started, here's the funny thing. Once I started getting them the ball and getting them the, getting them involved, they was doing pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? To to the point to trying to throw the game, we almost end up winning the game. It was a play at the end. You know, we had a little shot clock and whoever had the most points at the end. So we was tied at the end. It was a play at the end to where I'm watching the shot clock and it's tied at the end and I went. And I think, no, he went, yeah, no, it was me or one of my teammates. It was, it was one of the two that somebody took and shot the ball and he was up under me. So I jumps over, not over top of him, just over his head, jumps up, grabbed the rebound and he was up under me. So I sort of snatched the ball over his body and I bought his touch. And he calls over back on me, and I'm like, huh? And I, I, I knew not a, not an over back rule back then. You know, I wasn't in the basketball. He was trying to be on the basketball team. I, I didn't know nothing about no over back. I'm just like, I just went up and got a rebound real quick. I didn't know the technicals and ins and out at that point of over back. But this is when I learned though. So once he did me like that, and it left it up to a free throw. Because once I grabbed the rebound, I shot it, won the game, but the points didn't count, and it left the, the coach decided to leave it up to free throw to win the game for him. Missed the first, makes the second free throw, game over. I learned two things then. I learned that I needed to know every rule that was about a sport that I was interested in. So that's what I did. I And I was a nerd, so I hit the books hard. Like I said, if you hear me anything about academics, I was deep in the academics. So I hit the books hard. And during my high school years, I had learned to elevate my reading and writing. Like I said, I loved it. After, um, after I struggled with it and learned to improve it, I loved it. But, yeah. So, I, I went and I took and I learned every rule that every sport that I involved from football, basketball, track, and I, I learned the rules first. That was the first thing. Second thing I did was I told myself, and I remember seeing my teammates like we, and they was telling me in a championship disappointed because they was like that was supposed to be us out there. We could have won that game. We needed to, you know what I'm saying? If you could have just played right the whole time, you know, because I'm throwing up shots and. And crazy part, I'm making a few of the shots, but I could have made the majority of the other ones. And we and to hear them say that and to see their disappointment, I told myself no matter what team I'm on, no matter if it's, you know, if it's just me playing street ball or wherever I'm at, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to give it my all. Now, to the amount of my all I'm going to put in it depends on what I'm playing for. You know what I'm saying? So basically saying, I'm always go out here and give 100%. I'm always give my own. But that 110%, that 100, that's only going to come out when I want it to. And I learned to control it. And I used that all throughout my life when it came to me just balling with the boys at the court or on the streets. Me when it came to a job. Me when it came to trying to get females or any anything to the street life to even when I was in and I was deep down in street life that those that competitive foundation competitive background of not only work but also school you know what I'm saying and the things that I learned as a child you learn as a child that's why I question what are these kids learning today what are we teaching them today why is it, is it the parents of this? Where did we leave off to where we lack so much competitiveness nowadays? You know, because I, really, I can remember my walk as a child, and I know just about everybody that's my age or better can pretty much. But if you listen and hear some of the kids nowadays, you don't hear them, hear them talk and remember the things that I do. Um, I'm going to get into a little bit more on the, I didn't think this was going to be 30 minutes too, so if y'all can get through, if y'all have got through both of these, thank you. I'm going to get into a little bit more a little bit later on 
and it just don't seem like that. Stay tuned. All right, I'm back. I know it didn't seem like forever, but I took me a little intermission, and I'm back. And I like I was thinking of ways to the what what to go into next and what to talk about. But that you with this, believe you me, you cannot. You, I just gotta let this thing flow, and hopefully it works because it just happened. Or it has been happening over the years. Um, I mean, I I, I, I want to start with just naming a few things that come to head. Uh, the first thing is, I, I, and, I, and I was saying to myself, sitting up here thinking, the first thing was I, I remember each and every job I went to. Each and every job, you know, that I had as a child, you know, coming up. And even I can go, you can go back in the school years and I, and I wasn't even thinking on that, but I, I'm going to hit that in a minute. But back to the job thing, I remember each and every job that I, you know, I went to, I would, I would always ask, you know, when my first, very first job was, um, food line and my sister, you know, uh, shout outs to my sister. Um, she was my big sis, by the way. Shout out to I love her to death. I, you know, both sisters. I love both of them to death. But this is uh, the sister I'm talking about right now, my big sister. So my my older sister, she hooks me up with this job. She used to work there, so she knew, you know, the manager at the time. So she talks to the manager, you know, and that's why you did things back in the day. You know, you don't even, you have that nowadays, but if you ain't going through no temp service and, you know, doing this or doing online and doing this and doing that, then, you know, that's, that's how it normally nowadays how that works. Back then, you knew somebody that knows somebody, and they they got you in the game and where the mouth. And no matter you know the situation, they and I mean, yeah, like I say, it's still it's rare nowadays, but it was more common. I'm gonna say it's more uncommon, not rare, uncommon nowadays than it was back in the day. It was more common back in the day. So you know, my sister hooked me up with my first little job as food man. So I'm working at Food Line, and, uh, and as soon as I get in there, and then maybe it was just me, but you know everybody that I talked to was sort of on the same page. So as soon as I get in there, the first thing I want to know is, all right, because I was a buggy giver. You know, if, if y'all don't know, you know, there was a person we would go out there, we we handle the bugs, we bring them in, you know, and we bag by by name it was the bagger. I was a bagger, <clears throat> so. The first thing I wanted to know was, you know, what was the most buggies somebody ever brought in? You know, because back then we just just went in Walmart and we, and it, like I said, this was food land. So this was all muscle. We were going out there and we were toting them things in with the own. We didn't have a little machine back there then with us. We were going out there and we bring them buggies in. And these ain't the little the little petite, night, nice buggies that they got now, because they got the smaller ones, and then they all the buggies come in this nice, for, petite type frame to where it's, e you, it's easy on the person to push it, and you know, the, the buggies are, are nicer now, we had them heavy back in the day, them doo doo doom buggies, buggies that, you know, they made some noise, they clank when you put, especially when it was cold outside, don't smash your fingers when it's cold outside and you going to get them buggies, no, that ain't what you want to do. But we had those buggies. You know what I'm saying? And my thing was, I, what I wanted to know was how many, what was the most buggies somebody ever bought in? That was, that was or what was the fastest they done went out there and got all the buggies? What was the fastest they done cleared? And I'm a baggie. What was the fastest they done cleared, you know, the inside when it's packed, when it's packed out? You know, because knowing those things, and I had one thing in my mind. I'm going to go in here. And I, I don't care what time period it is. But there's going to be a time period. I'm going to go in here. And I'm going to be the best bagger there is. You know what I'm saying? And if it happens over a small period of time of me doing things piece by piece by piece, I'm going to bring in the most buggies. I'm going to go out there and get them buggies the quickest. I'm going to go out. I'm going to clear, you know, this section uh, you know, uh, when it's, when it's, um, crowded out here, I'm a clear, I'm a have, but my thing is I wanted to be the best bagger there was at a time. Now, here, here's the thing you put, once you say that in your head, once you put that in your head, I want to be, you put, you comparing yourself 
to your peers then. And my peers, I didn't even know. I'm breaking in, so I didn't even know who my peers was. You know what I'm saying? So I already I already had that competitive mind state. You know, so once you and you say, well, why why do you want to do that? Why do you why would you do that? Why would you go in if it ain't about getting your bread? Why would you go into to a job? And that's the thing now. That's what we say now. Okay, dude, we're about getting money. It ain't about making friends. It ain't about this. It ain't about that. So that's why, to me, uh, nine or a lot of times, we're miserable at work now. If you take certain things away from life, then life, it to to me, is is no not necessarily no fun, but the, you, it's monotonous because you're coming in the same thing to repetition. Even though you got different people in different situations, getting on, you're going to see some of those because inside of, of a Walmart or especially inside of a grocery store or food chain, you're going to, it's going to get monotonous. Even in a nine to five in an office job, it's going to get monotonous. Trust me. I trust me. I know. I done seen. I know. It's going to get monotonous. So if you don't bring in your head or bring with you or have an imagination with you a little bit, then the job will get monotonous to you. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to want to either, it's going to get, you're going to get miserable there or you're going to be one of those people that floats around job and job again until you find a place. Or you're going to be like 90% of the people right now because everybody is switching to, okay, be my own boss. And, and, and that's why. So to me, I'm going to say again, that's why. So even to the be my own boss people, who are you at the, if you're not competing, who are, what, what's, what's going to happen next? What do you think is going to happen there? It's not the style of job. It's not the job, you know, because to me, there, to me, there's good and bad in every job out there, even the job that you choose to do on your own. You know what I'm saying? But without, like, motives, without, you know, things, certain things or certain aspects of a job, all jobs are going to, to me, because we are made to do them for so long, they're going to get monotonous. So that's why I had a competitive spirit about me, not just the grind. The grind was there. The grind was there for when, when I, before I started. And I think that's, I think some people forget the aspect of it because the desire to get money because you want something before you go into getting that job. So the desire to get money is already in your head or what you want is already there. So your passion, your desire, it's already there. You wake up with that passion. If you don't thought before you went in there, okay, I'm about to go to work to get this. Me, I was 16. I was, I was tired of asking my parents. Well, I was 15 and a half. Technically. Yeah, I was, I was, I was 15 and a half. But I was tired of asking my parents, you know, or my mom and being told, no, they it, it wasn't like today. And, and, and they didn't have it. It wasn't they told me no just to be telling me no. Sometimes they did. But the majority of the times, they didn't have it. That's why a lot of times they told me no. It wasn't, you know, a personal thing. It wasn't a thing, you know. I thought it was. You think it was as a kid coming up. But my parents, they, they didn't have it. So a lot, a lot of those times they told me no, and I, I realized that they didn't have it years my in my older years. But that's a story for another time. But yeah, but yeah. So I, I, I that's why I go in the job with that a uh, different state of mind, so the job doesn't get monotonous. Like I said, the grind is already there. The thing that I desire it is in my head. So. The, the stuff that I want there, the reason I get up for and I go there, and that paper, that bread, is is there before I even hit the door to the job, before I even fill out the first, put my the first most important thing on the, and that's your name. Before I put my name on the very first thing, before I put the, my name on the application, that grind, that hustle, that get up to get money, that's that's already there because that's what. Um, Kanye said, before I had it, I used to close my, my eyes and imagine me, you know, me having it. You know what I'm saying? So, that's there. 
So when I get to just like uh, the, the talk about Kanye, or, you know, the rap game, when, when these brothers break in the rap game, you know, they 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 say, OK, I'm grinding now. I'm grinding. I'm going to keep grinding. I'm keep grinding. I'm keep grinding. But the I thought the main thing, just as, as, as Kanye said, you know, before. I had it. I closed my eyes and imagined. So you, if you grinding, you, why you have to keep telling yourself? Do they act like they gonna jump off focus of grinding? No, is it, the game to me is gonna get monotonous if you do not put forth effort to make it different. And that's what's wrong to think about. Think about the game today. There's no compare. They don't choose to be better than one another no more, better than their peers no more. Compare themselves. Okay, at least I'm gonna be. In within the top five, I'm gonna do not because there's no thought of it there. Like I said, when I went to back to me, when I went to my first uh, the, the, the my thought was who did what, who had the, the how fast was it? How because I wanted to, I want to wreck all shout out Roman Reigns. Um, <laughs> but but even me, even before that, that, I just loved it. But I wanted to wreck, I had to stop pause through my look, yeah. But um, yeah, I wanted to wreck. All, every, every fastest time, every large amount of buggies that the men brought in. I, I wanted to clear that front, you know, quick. I wanted to move here and and not only take, not only be the best here, you know, wreck here. But if I go here, I want to wreck over here too. That that's to me. That's what keeps it in the not necessarily entertaining, but that's what keeps it from getting monotonous that's what keeps you from being miserable because if you don't do that not even just that job or the job that you're at right now you know or that beginning job for you as a child if you don't do that then your whole life to me each and everything is going to get continue to get monotonous and you're going to continue to want to move around and continue to explore or you're going to be stuck at a place, like I see a lot of people now, you're going to be stuck at a place that you really don't like. And your thought is, the only thought is, you know, I done been here, I done been there. You know, the only my own thing now is I need to work for me because everything else aggravates me. Everything else gets on my fuck. And I see, I try not to cuss. But it gets on my nerves. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, to those that are meant to be. Now, don't get it twisted. Don't say it. Don't, don't think I'm coming down on or saying there's something wrong with people that own their own business because there's not. You know what I'm saying? But I think there's a chosen few of people that should be in that area or meant to be there. Their ideas, you know, are key. The, the things that they want to do. So I'm not knocking everybody that's, you know, on my own and I just, it's not, it's not made for me to be in the working, you know, that type of situation or, you know, the, the job market. I'm not knocking everybody. I'm just saying it ain't for, I mean, that's all you hear now. If you scroll through Facebook and I ain't done it in a while, but even back then, and it's been a year. But even back a year ago, that's all I seen. So I know, and that's all I hear about now. You know, the job market is not for me. I, you know, this get on my nerves, that get on my nerves. That I must say again, when it comes to debt, right there to me, I just think the lack of competitive competitiveness, or the state of mind of having competitiveness in the job market. You know what I'm saying? So then you say, well. What if you, you you do all that and you accomplish all that? I mean, and to, it takes if if everybody has that same desire that it, that that take that that shit don't come overnight. You know what I'm saying? If you on production, because I've been on production jobs too. If you on production and the man is the man there, unless you got it like that and you good, you know that takes time. You know, it takes time to beat the man because if the man starts off and in my production job, unless the man ain't got nothing to prove, you know what I'm saying? If he done running the little ones and, you know, all that, he done been there for a minute and all, all I'm going to do is let my shit run. But 
those those that are that good beware of those because those that are that good you know they they are that much harder to outrun i'm just here to tell you i've I've worked productions up but yeah even when i worked my 15 and a half i worked my very first job and like i said i'm bugging the dude back then, you know, he was a, he was an old cat. He scooped me on a lot of stuff. I, he knew, he knew I was young cat. He he didn't talk much. Well, I don't know, you know, his talking situation. But he said, yeah, he he rarely he you know he was one of them old school cats that didn't say much. He rarely would say anything to you. I'm gonna put it to you like that. And <clears throat> when he would go and um, you know do his thing he what he when it comes to bagging he was the best bagger there when it comes to going out there and getting those carts he was one of the best and when i was there and and i'm here i am rookie knows why i'm coming in you know thinking of of course if you come in with that competitive nature um Kyrie ever you come in and you think you a shit and it take that old head to bust your ass real quick to make you realize, okay, no, I ain't, I ain't real as a shit. So let me go back and restructure myself. And like I said, that takes time. It, it wasn't like I, the very next month or the very next day I was damn King Buggy get out that motherfucker. No, I had the real number one. You had, you got to get in back in the day. Like I said, the buggers was a little bit heavier. So you had to get in condition, and then then the seasons actually damn change. But I don't know what's going on with the seasons. I don't know if they competing anymore or what's going on with, with the seasons. But um, yeah, back in the day they used to compete when it was winter. The winter was about to show his ass, you know. When it was spring, the spring was about. To, so you had some rainy days and some snowy days back then, especially when it was snow. It was cold. You had the yo the days was cold back then. You know, I ain't to sound like my daddy. Boy, I tell y'all got it easy. Well, back in my day, you know, and my pops went big on, you know, saying it like that. But yeah, but I tell you, he was more dominant. Boy, I tell you, I don't know nothing now. He was more that type. But yeah, he was one, he was one of them. But back, he would tell me, you know, it was cold back then. You know, you had to wrap up. You don't wrap up, that's why you end up sick. He was with, like I said, my daddy was one of them type. But yeah, <clears throat> and and so I, I so I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I sort of lost focus going off of uh, for these little stories and all of that. But <laughs> back what I was really originally talking about was the competitiveness. You don't see that, you know, a lot nowadays. You don't see people going into a certain situation when and oh yeah. And now, like I said, now I'm gonna get back on. But yeah, I was going, <laughs> I was going to get those buggies back, and they was heavier. And the seasons, like I said, the seasons were actually seasons back then. They, you know, it was cold back then. And I ain't want to sound like one of those people. When I jumped off, I sometimes I can forget, but I find myself real quick. I just had to do that real quick. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so but I'm going out there, and I, and I I didn't change over time. So it took me a minute to number one to work up the muscle and i'm a little dude you know i've always been little all my life so i know there's slight body changes when i do get body changed and i'm gonna rock this out to 20 and then we're gonna get on something gonna get on to something else but <clears throat> i'm a little i'm a little dude so i know the slight body changes so i i had to notice myself you know my shoulders got a little bit big and people would tell me this i'm like man i'm as skinny as i was yesterday but as you get older, you see it. So I, I can look back now and see myself getting a little slightly bigger then. Because pushing those buddies, you got to put your back into that. You got to put them things up there. And I know a lot of you may be like, oh, no, no, you really, you know what I'm saying? But if you at a, if you ain't a little nigga like me, or and basically meaning a little male, if you ain't a little male like me, because I do got the syndrome, and you had so and if you was out of shape, I'm telling you, you had hell for a little bit too. And then, and if you went in like I'm gonna be the best out out here, you had I'm telling you, if you had that person, unless you had a lazy person that was a, and it was in all your life, there was lazy people. But back when I was younger, you know what I'm saying, that was my mind state. 
I was about I was finna come in here and wreck this thing. I was about to be the best buggy of the day on best bagger that they had. But I had to get over my old head, you know what I'm saying? And my old head was a fool with it. And he it was a it was job to him. He had already came in and uh, and he was getting his paper. He had established himself as okay, I'm I, I'm the man. He done had his flowers, his pets on the back. You know what I'm saying? I'm senior, you know, and, and and with him, he was just dead. He was a bag of buggy and he didn't. And like I said, that's a story for another time because all of this may sound like foolishness to the reality of life, but, you know, just to keep yourself, and I'm like I said, just to keep yourself going. You, get, you came in with a different mind state. That's how I came, I come in. Not just only first job as but because I moved up once I became once I got into that that time and that place to where I was I, I knew I was the shit when it came to being a bagger and my old head gave me that salute and he you know boy you you done come a long way you, you that's when you know they don't never say it to you they don't say you shit you shit you done come a long way you're doing good I like how they gonna tell you something that that's a true old head they gonna tell you something of that nature you know what I'm saying? That's when you know you solidified. When I knew I was solidified, I knew, and you know for yourself, all right, I'm one of the hardest right? And a lot of times you ask or they give and they show you with your pay. You know what I'm saying? And that's another element of the job that may uninterest us when you done put in that work and you know that you, and they don't raise you or, you know, do you know with with that? You know, those emotions feeling change, and it becomes the reality. Okay, this is just a job. You know, that 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 a brain knows emotion, but I'm not. So we we're not speaking. Of, I'm just talking about the pure competitive nature of going in there with that mind state. I'm about to be the best in here. I'm about to wreck in here real quick, and doggone and whatever 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 after that. I went. I um. I done a sewing job, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, it was more production. And we met what we did was we made comforters here. And I was one of the comforter makers that was on, you know, it was it was our guys, you know, that to run those machines and night, you know, fuck some shit up and they they had the guys, the females, they done stuff like pack the comforters and all of that. And uh, it, it but it was it was a very interesting job. And that was my, my very first machine job, and that very first and very last was I don't I can't say that, but but I was also on production in that job as well, so I can't really say it'll be my last. What I can say was I went with that same fire in that job. I wanted to know who had the highest production because in production. You don't say, well, who could go get more, who can, no, you say who had the highest production, how fast can they, you know, produce and stuff like that and get them out of here and how consistent because you don't just, when in the production job, you don't just want to have the highest one day and it, it, you drop off. Now you want to keep, if you want to be amongst those top guys in production, you got to keep your numbers on up there because every day is a new day with that. If you worked on a machine, you know what I'm saying? You have some smooth days, but every day is a new day when it comes to machines. I mean, I'm here to, that's why me and machines, because even when I was, when I was Jordan flu game, you know, and I done been to a lot of my, each job, I, I think I done been there sick, you know, because that was, that was what was, was required of you back in my day. You know, you get a little cold and everything, you take you some night quill and tell let's stay away from people and try to be social distancing yourself enough. But they people you knew when somebody else was dragging and something and people knew when you was dragging something was wrong. And you just try to adjust as best as possible. But even when, you know, it was Jordan Flu game up in that mug, and you you sick as possible. You know you still are look to perform on a certain type of level. You know what I'm saying? Or 
you look to at least be there. So I always thought if I'm performing on a certain type of level, then why can't why did this machine right here keep breaking down and it's supposed to be uh I don't know if it was Paul Bunyan or John Henry or one of them that went up against the you know the machine. But it's supposed to be, you know, better than I always supposed to, the machine was supposed to always be better than the man, you know, but that story that talked to proved that different. And I always felt like that. So that's why it's hard for me to work, you know, with machines because you know, we we, we make these things and here they is, they fuck up way more than we do on our on our worst day. But hey, that's just my theory. Now, if I had to work on the machine again, I would. I'm not saying that I completely wouldn't. It's just by choice that I don't like to. But yeah, I worked uh, in a really sewing machine that ain't nothing. You know, like from the smallest machine to the biggest machine, I ain't gonna shit on no nobody machine because I've I've watched them both been around. Um, I'm not like I said. I ran one of the smaller ones, and, and that mo- little motherfucker was aggravating. I can imagine some of the shit that those people go through that run these huge machines. You know, even the ones where I work at, they are um, okay or average size machines. Now there are some bigger machines out there that, that you know. You know that I ran, so I can I can just imagine you know the the troubles and uh, of a crane you know, but even down to those style of jobs, you know what I'm saying, and even to the lower end, to high pay, to all the way down to the lower end. To me, if you don't go into that area with the mind state, you know, or competitive mind state. Not always like this, but to me, more likely like this. Real quick, real fast, that job is going to become monotonous to you. You know, but if you, to me, and this is on to me, if you go in there with a competitive mind state, a mind state that I want to I wanna be just as good or even better than my P, than the ones that are here or the ones that round off the best, then that job stays a little interesting a little bit more longer. That's just my theory on things. Um, Even down to me, down to, and uh, that I had to, over the years, and I still got to convince myself time and time again, there's nothing wrong with what I do. You know what I'm saying? Because people paint a picture of the job that I'm a janitor, by the way. I do janitorial. And people paint a picture that says something wrong. Even as a child, we always laughed at the custodian, you know, in the school. And we paint this picture that there's something wrong with the janitor. You know what I'm saying? Um, Now that I'm older, and I guess because I am one, I look at that job a whole lot different. Number one, it's a job that... that the idea is it's not a job. Not done. Hell no. Hell to you do it. But those people that have that idea and you say all day, I wouldn't dare. That's what I'm saying. Dare. Dare. If you want to talk to me and talk to me and tell me it ain't a job, put pull up your motherfucking sleeves, pull up your motherfucking uh, jeans, Lace them the fuck up and let, let's go to work. You do it. And not only let's go to work, I, I come with that competitive shit. So you're going to have to outwork me at some point. Show me what you work. You know what I'm saying? You you do my job and then do it better than me. That's what I'm going to tell to those people that say, you know, it ain't. No. Because that shit ain't easy. And I, you don't just sit around for all day. Like, for those that motherfucking go in and do they shit when it comes to the janitorial work, it, it, that shit is, is the most aggravating job. And I do a podcast on janitorial, by the way. But it's the most aggravating job and it's one of the most harder jobs that you have to do. And it's one of the most humbling jobs that you'll ever do in your life. And with all of that right there, those with those things right there, it teaches you 
a lot to humble yourself down to that level first off because it's the bottom dwelling job butler general all of that shit goes at the bottom to humble yourself down to that level you know what i'm saying is um one thing but to also number one take pride in doing that job that's a that's a totally different beast and um on on a low level and to pride means to get up and be happy and to want to do that you know and to be proud to do that job every day and i say and i take pride in my job not even on the lower level so just imagine me on the but as i always say story for another time to me and and there was a look over a few of the jobs i had over here but to me the lack of competitiveness you know when my woman go to work and come home i want to if I'm, we, we talking about your day, I'm going to hear about your day for real. I ain't one of them niggas just, how's your day? And she get to talking, and she get the the um, girl talking and chatting about high school shit. No, I want to hear that. I don't want to hear the drama. If you're going to tell me about your day, tell me about, you know, uh, like let my girl, she do, my, my lady right now, she do the same thing I do. But then let's say if I had a production type of lady and she ran machine. Tell, tell me about how many parts you ran. Tell me about how many parts fucked up. Tell me about how many times you and the machine got into it. If you flipping, if my lady is at the window, you know, tell me how many crazy orders you done had come in today. Tell me, you know, how, how packed the drive-thru was and how you had that motherfucker working. You know what I'm saying? How you had to work, how you had, hey, they, they couldn't, they went fast enough for you today. Tell me how many customers average you had with an attitude today versus the attitude yesterday you know we're gonna talk about the job let's talk about the job if something new happened today i want to hear about this type of shit you know what i'm saying because each and every job each and every situation to me like i said it requires competitiveness competitiveness i'm gonna get that word right y'all to keep it interesting and I'm going to get ready to stop right here on 32 and uh, stay tuned. And we're going to continue to talk about this thing uh, with our next thought.